Hi, friends. I'm back. (laughs) Boy, I've had a lot going on over the last month, month and a half. Um, And I want to clue you guys in in as into what's been happening. Um, I have been gone. I've been pretty much offline for the most part for about a month. Um, I've made occasional posts on social media here and there. But as far as the podcast, I really haven't done much. The reason I haven't done much is because change is happening. I've been going through change the last month or so. Um, I've actually relocated to a new town. I have bought a house. I've started a new job. And life is good. Life is very, very good. See, this episode is going to be about God's love. Sometimes God's love is displayed in us through change. Change. (laughs) It's not comfortable. It's not easy. You see, the changes I've been going through over the last month or so have been in the works for years. And sometimes I can't help but sit and think and wonder if the God of the universe kind of had these changes in place from the beginning of time and I'm just now clicking into his plan. You see... I left my my hometown of 14 years. Um, The town that I loved babies in. And when I say babies, I'm talking about my my students. I don't have any personal babies. I just get to love on a lot of kids that aren't mine. Um, So I've loved these babies. And a lot of them are now adults. um, And on their own. And I left that town leaving a lot of my history behind. Um, Some of my history, I don't want to take with me. But some of my history, the good parts, the parts where souls have connected and people have loved, those are the parts I want to cherish and keep. I left my school of 14 years. That's half my career. Half my career was at one school. I left them, and it was scary. It was very, very scary. When I went to my principal and told her that I was not going to sign my contract for the next school year and that I was going to move, she was extremely gracious and completely understanding and extremely supportive. You know, that moment of telling her, I hadn't told anybody else. I just told her, that I wasn't going to sign was kind of one of those life-changing moments where you realize you're about to take a leap of faith that you have no idea where it's going or how it's going to pan out. (laughs) Y'all, I'm still going through that. Um, I'm not really sure where God is taking me on this journey, but I do know that along the way, I'm going to get to love people really love people sacrifice and love when it gets hard 
Change isn't always comfortable or easy. It wasn't easy to walk away from those classroom doors, especially after not being in them for three months and not getting to say goodbye to my babies. That was very, very hard. That was probably one of those moments that's up there with losing my pop and deciding to leave my abuser. There are moments in our life that define us into who we are. And every once in a while, God gives us a glimpse of the bigger picture. So the whole time I was making this change and trying to find where I was going to end up, I kept praying that Jesus would open doors. I kept praying that he would put me right where I needed to be. Y'all, I can't explain it and I can't even really do justice to explaining the things that have happened to get me where I am now. But I know I am right where I need to be. See, the deal is part of me leaving, part of me leaving that hometown was for safety. Safety sometimes can be actual safety. And sometimes safety can be perceived safety. And I'm not really sure if this is actual safety or if this is just perceived safety. But either way, now, I finally have kind of a peace. You know, I do still have that order. The order was written to my divorce. But now I can go to places and not look over my shoulder. The first time I went grocery shopping down here was completely different than going grocery shopping in my hometown. Yeah, I still exercised my Second Amendment right. I did because a restraining order is just a piece of paper. At the same time, I wasn't constantly questioning who I was going to run into or who I was going to see or if I was going to make it back to my car. Those are things that I've lived the last four years wondering. So when I left that town, it was to make sure I had my peace. And I think maybe, just maybe, I might have my peace now. Change. It isn't comfortable or easy, but it's definitely worth it. You see, friends, big changes, giant life-changing changes don't happen all at once. It's the small daily changes that make a difference. I posted on social media this week, partially, there goes the truck. (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to keep rolling with it. It'll be okay. I posted on social media this week partially because I needed to make my voice heard. So my abuser's 
one of my abusers would know that I know what their game is. And partially because I haven't had a voice for so long. Now that I've found my voice, it's kind of hard to shut up. (laughs) But finding my voice is one of those small changes that has made a difference. Something else that has made a difference is something like going no contact. Y'all, I grew up in a family of dysfunction. The matriarch of the family led the pack with the dysfunction. In the last six months, there has been more chaos and more dysfunction. I had a family member walk away from her 11-year-old child because she wanted to fulfill what she wanted. Y'all, every once in a while I get sucked back in. My heart lets down the wall and somehow I feel safe again. I feel like it's something I can handle and can deal with. I'm telling you, going no contact, for me, has been the best choice. Because you see, the other option for going no con- from going no, con- going no contact is to revisit the abuse and the dysfunction. Y'all, I am no longer revisiting that abuse or dysfunction. I am closing the door for good. This is it. I have a power of attorney from a former boyfriend that was written. I called him and asked him to mail me my copy of the power of attorney. He was nothing short of verbally assaultive and aggressive. I made one phone call in six months. One phone call. And he is already (laughs) threatening legal action and all kinds of other stuff just to try to keep me in check. To try to control me. To try to have me fearful. The thing is, those people that try to destroy your world, that walk away from you when you needed them most, the people who want you to repeatedly revisit the abuse, those people get their power off of your choices, off of our choices. So our power lies in our choices. So no, I'm not going to contact that ex-boyfriend again. If he doesn't mail it, I won't. I'm just going to go notarize a letter and call it done. Even if I don't get the peace I'm looking for from having the power of attorney in my hand, I know, and he knows, he can't control me. He can't manipulate me. And it's done. So friends, those things that are overwhelming you, those big things, the big changes you need to make, 
Start working backwards. Start at the big end and go down to the small end and work in making small daily changes that make a difference. Some of you have helped me do that. Some of you have been there when I'm crying hysterically and unable to control the sobs and the emotions anymore. When I'm unable to take any more of the abuse, you help share the load. There came a point where I realized I was the only one that could stop the abuse and I could only stop it from my choices. So through a heck of a lot of therapy and a lot of remedial lessons in life, um, I have learned that setting good boundaries prevents abuse. Letting people know where you stop and where they stop. You know, there's a poem talking about good fences make good neighbors, and that's exactly what boundaries are. They protect your property. They protect you, who you are. And let me tell you, friends, when you start implementing boundaries, people don't like it. Most of all, the abusers don't like it. They get uneven footing. They feel unsure. And they don't know how to take you. So when you first start setting boundaries, you may find yourself completely alone. I know I did. I know when I started setting boundaries with people. I spent a couple, several holidays um, completely by myself. Because I would rather be by myself and have my peace of mind than invite chaos and abuse and dysfunction. But guess what? You go further down the line, you invest a little more, you learn who to share with and who not to share with, and you learn that respect has to be mutual. And when you start inviting those people in that do mutually respect you, that see your value and cherish you, Life gets different. Small daily changes make a difference. You're not going to get there all at once. You don't have to get there all at once. But start making small daily changes. Hey, friends. God sometimes displays his love to us as his children through change. Change for you may mean something different than my changes. The changes I've shared with you through this podcast in so many ways have been ginormous for me. I don't know if that's a fake word, but I'm totally saying it. (laughs) They really have been incredibly big. But you know... Every step along the way, I know God's been holding my hand. If you need to make some changes, hold tight to his love because in the middle of those changes, he's there. Jesus is there loving on you. 
Change is not always simple. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. Small daily changes make a difference in our lives. And God's love is sometimes displayed through change. Thank you guys for listening. I hope to see you again soon. Bye.